The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Welcome to this service of ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe. On this first Sunday of the month, as is our custom, we welcome all of whatever age, station, or background to participate in the sacrament of Holy Communion. Those listening on the radio may request communion in the home by calling the chapel office. We commend to you the ministry of the chapel and its programmatic offerings found on our website. We invite those so moved to identify as members of the chapel chapter simply by speaking with one of the clergy or by leaving a note in the collection plate today. We encourage one another to continue or to commence the practice of disciplined generosity. And weekly we ask ourselves the question, what form shall our ministry here take in the coming weeks? Today especially we celebrate our ministry with children and Mr. Charles Cloy, who at age five earlier this morning recited from memory the 23rd Psalm. You may greet him and others during our community coffee hour which follows worship downstairs. All are warmly invited. This is World Commun Communion Sunday. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us the abundance of your mercy for giving us those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ our Savior who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from St. Paul's Epistle to the Philippians, chapter 3, verses 4 through 14. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies ahead, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord.
Please join me in reading responsively verses from Psalm 19 with the antiphon. heavens are telling the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Yet their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end. In the heavens he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom from his wedding canopy, and like a strong man runs his course with joy. Its rising is from the ends of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and nothing is hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey, and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. But who can detect their errors, clearly from hidden faults? Keep back your servant also from the insolent. Do not let them have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Now please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew, chapter 21, verses 33 through 46. Glory to you, O Lord. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, 
dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to these tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lead the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. The fruit of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus meets us today to challenge us, to confront us, and to inspire us with the hope of something new. Faith in him and love for his community and a life directed toward a final hope, all these lie before us in this holy meal. Some years ago, in our first year after seminary, a very small act of mercy on the part of a colleague began to show me the power of the new life, found in doing the doing of the faith. As the psychologists say, the heart follows the hand. We had only been married a couple of years and had more recently entered the working world. Some of you are there today. Others remember those days. Others expect them one day. Our little house was gradually filling up or being filled up with the materials of early married life. A car in the driveway, clothing on the line out back, a crib, dog food bowls in the kitchen corner, wedding and family photographs and new albums. It all happens so quickly. Marriage, degree, job, house, child, car, dog, clothes. All of a sudden, it hardly seems real. It hardly seems possible. One day during this period in our early life together, there came a most surprising bit of information. This news was delivered in the course of a simple supper as the dog barked and the drying clothes flapped in the breeze and the baby upstairs cried on to sleep. The information was in some a medical bulletin, one of those little messages from doctor to patient to patient's family, an insignificant bit of news as far as the televised world news was concerned, just another report, a report on a lab report. Soon there would be another mouth to feed what excitement! It hardly seemed possible or real at all. But reality did set in. And reality set in with a flourish. That reality was ushered in, not surprisingly, by means of the checkbook. Ah, the checkbook. Stern reminder of the limits of life unerring measurer of the various pursuits of happiness, implacable judge of the ways of humans, the checkbook. Clothes, dog, child, car, and all finally had to be paid for from that source. Reality did finally set in. Both Paul and Matthew, by the way, in their own way, are trying to convey a sense of reality. 
So it was in this period of early marriage, the period of judgment by way of the checkbook, when, I recall, a great kindness was done. Among many other unmanageable expenses, our car needed new brake pads. I did check to see the price that would be charged to have them installed, and I wondered how we would afford it. Which is where things sat on a late summer evening in a small cottage-like parsonage nearby one of the great Finger Lakes, with the clothes flapping on the line, the dog well-fed and ill-behaved, and the baby crying to the moon above. That evening, I met with a new neighboring minister, a man about 15 years older than I. We did our work and then set to talking about life in general. The topic of cars and brakes and brake pads somehow wiggled to the surface. And with it all, the manifold cares and worries of this life about which the scripture says, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. This fellow minister then suggested that the next day, early in the morning, I bring the car to his house where and when he would teach me how to change the brake pads on the car myself. This we did together. In the course of the morning, we also talked through various strategies open to young married couples to avoid the stern, grim judgment of the checkbook. There are ways, it turned out, and he had been there. I know this backwater tale of an unimportant act of kindness done in 1980 hardly constitutes earth-shaking news. I guess it is just a matter of vineyards and harvest, of the prize of the upward call, of the way we ought to be as people of faith. Such a rec recollection of such a simple generosity hardly seems worth mention. And yet, it meant a great deal, and it hovers in memory years later as the very grace of God. Here is one doing what he and we ought to have done. Here is an act of compassion. Here is an act of mercy. Here is something new. Here is what Emerson meant. Virtue alone creates something new. Today, World Communion Sunday, I sense a hunger, a sharp hunger in the souls of women and men from all different walks of life. It is a hunger that does not abate with the ministrations of all that position and fortune and piety can provide. It is a hunger that reaches for God. It is a hunger for God. There is a hunger for God today in the souls of men and women that cannot and will not be filled by anything else. It will not be filled by anything other than God. Finally, the hunger and thirst for righteousness, and I believe there is such a fine, fine hunger in your own heart, can only be filled by love divine, by freedom, by grace, by God. The faith of Jesus Christ and love for his community, and a life directed toward a final hope of glory. This we hunger to know. We can and will proclaim this hunger from this pulpit. We can and will announce God's gracious love from this pulpit. But in the end, you will find it, or it will find you in your own experience one by one, two by two, you are likely to be shocked to faith by no more than one real encounter with one real act of mercy at the hand of one real person. Or, 
said negatively, as doer Matthew might. If one real kindness does not point you to, to, to new life, will a hundred or a thousand? One grace note rung and heard is all it takes. Here is the vineyard still. Here is the wine press still. Here is the harvest coming still. There comes a time when our time is no longer our own. So, today, let your own hand guide your own heart. Act in kindness, and you will find that you are kinder, too. Act in generosity, and you will discover a generous spirit within. Act with faith, and faith will find you. Your heart will follow your hand. We come to meet Jesus who meets us in deed now, not only in word. He meets us in the central moment of life, the full giving that is real loving, the real loving that is full giving, the offering of life for life. Are we ready to receive him today? Amen. be always with you. Welcome. We ask you to take a moment to fill out the red pads along the center aisle of the pews so that we may get to know you better and you may get to know one another better. If you can pass it along to your neighbor, we'd be most grateful. Please note that following the service today is coffee hour in the marsh room in the basement of the chapel. I hope you are able to join us during this time of fellowship. We encourage you to keep an eye on your bulletin as well as the chapel website bu.edu slash chapel for all of our updated services and activities as well as the opportunity for online giving. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
whose love is in all that you have made. We give back to you these offerings of money, symbol of our time, resources, life energy, and devotion, and our offerings of bread and wine, products of earth and air, fire and water, the life energy of plants, animals, and humans. Bless and multiply these gifts, we pray, that we who give them and we who receive them may be nourished and strengthened in the life of faith. Through Jesus Christ and in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Beloved, hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. This proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ is with you always and also with you. Let us offer one another signs of reconciliation and peace. The Lord is with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. From one, you have made every nation and people to live on all the face of the earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven and giving voice to all creation, we praise your name and join the unending And blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. Christ Jesus commissioned us to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth and to make disciples of all nations. Today, people from all the world join together at table, remembering him. We remember how when Jesus sat at supper with his disciples, he took bread. And when he had given thanks and blessed it, he broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body given for you. Each time you eat this, Remember me. 
Likewise, after supper, he took a cup. And when he had given thanks and blessed it, he gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Each time you drink this, remember me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with your church throughout the world and strengthen it in every nation and among every people to witness faithfully in your name. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at the heavenly banquet. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, in your servant church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. All are welcome at the Lord's table. There is wine in the chalices on the pulpit side, and alcohol-free grape juice in the chalices on the lectern side. Gluten-free wafers are also available. Please just ask. There are other invitations in your bulletin, and our ushers will be happy to assist you in anything you may need. Look, the bread of heaven is broken for the life of the world. Look, the cup of salvation is, broke, is poured out for the life of the world. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Let us keep this feast with joy and thanksgiving.
Dearly beloved, let us pray together. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>